Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Movie Attic Headquarters with your host, Betty Jo Tucker, author of Confessions of a Movie Attic, right here at www.blogtalkradio.com. How do you do? This is Betty Jo Tucker Fields. It would be a little unkind to present this show without just a word of friendly warning. We are about to unfold the story of Movie Addict Headquarters, a radio show that dares to rant and rave about all things cinematic. It deals with the mysterious shadows flickering on the silver screen without all the sticky soda spills on the floor. I think it will thrill you. It may shock you. It might even horrify you. So if any of you do not care to subject your nerves to such a strain, now is your chance to, uh... Well, we warned you. April Fool, all you movie fans out there. This is Betty Jo Tucker assuring you that nothing scary will be going on here today and welcoming you to our special movie mockery show. You've just been listening to a tape of film critic A.J. Hockery, the mad movie man, doing a spoof of the introduction to Boris Karloff's 1931 Frankenstein flick. And I'm very happy A.J. is here to help us poke more fun at the movies during our discussion of mockumentaries and spoof movies and Mystery Science 3000 and other film mockery nonsense. Welcome back to Movie Attic Headquarters, A.J., Thank you, and I, I don't know where you get the idea that that was me doing that voice up there. I, I'm, I'm sure it was a very handsome, incredibly talented actor, but it surely isn't me, not at all. <laughs> well, I think that I think the cat is out of the bag here. <laughs> I think that they everybody by now knows that it, that it is you. You did such a great job with that, and it's always such a treat to have you here, AJ. Also, it's such a treat to have. Our producer extraordinaire, Nikki Starr, here, too. So I think she's uh, going to be with us um, wrangling the chat today. So I want to call on uh, Nikki. Uh, Nikki, are everything is everything uh, ready to go in the chat room? Well, I can't really see the chat because I lost my Internet, and I can't really see anything because we lost all of our electricity. <laughs> but well, I am here. and I said, and the chat oh, no, ready. I'm sorry. Yeah, the and chat I is said, open. Yeah. Well, I said that there wasn't anything scary going on, and and I'm and it, already there is something scary going on. Well, it's just wonderful to to hear your voice, and you know we're going to be talking about uh, spoof movies, and so while we have you on the line, and before we get AJ started on this, do you have um, a favorite spoof movie that you'd like to uh, start the discussion with? Well, my very favorite of all time are the airplane spoofs. I can watch oh them 20 times and still laugh and find something new and still laugh, even if it's something old. <laughs> oh, airplane, uh, you have the best taste because that's 
<laughs> later on, you will see. <laughs> you will see that that's my that's that's on my top five list. Airplane, uh, yeah, good good choice. So, but um, AJ is oh, our the very first. Wait, let me just say one more thing too. While I have, because then I'm going to mute myself because of the weather. But I like the very first screen too. Just the very first one. Which one? The very first one. Oh yes, yes, that's the true original. because they did have a sequel that wasn't that wasn't right. uh, all that all that great and and I do have my my little uh chat going uh that I finally figured out how to use Nikki and I do see that we have uh, some guests already signing up. I see that Mary is in the chat room and um the ghost hostess and uh, cultivating faith and so I want to welcome uh, our chatters and I want to urge other listeners um to sign up for the chat and uh, share your um suggestions for best spoof movies and mockumentaries and other types of uh, poking fun at uh at movies but uh speaking of the chat I I'm going to watch also for since you you can't see the chat Nikki I'm going to watch for Nancy Lombardo Oh, I do have some feedback. Do you have feedback, Nikki? I'm going to mute, okay? Okay, I think that, yes, I think that is better now. Thank you. But I'm going to watch uh, because Nancy Lombardo, who's uh, the host of that uh, very funny comedy concept show on Blog Talk Radio, has um, been invited to join with us today uh, to talk about um the uh, mockumentaries and spoof movies and the things that she's been involved in. Um, so I'm going to be watching for her, and I hope she is able to able to join us. So back to you now, AJ. Um, why do you think it's so much fun to poke fun at the movies? Well, I think it's just about uh, – it's sort of in the long uh, same lines as if you go to a movie – for any other reason, depending on what kind it is. You go to horror movies because you want to have that feeling of being scared but have that buffer zone of, well, you're watching all these uh, freaky events happen and you learn to deal with them and see how other characters deal with them without it directly happening to you. As far as spoof movies go, it's played a little bit more uh, broadly because normally when you go to a movie... You sit there, and whether it's a drama, you cry, and if it's a comedy, you laugh. You kind of play by that, by the movie's rules. And it's sort of considered, you know, rude to talk during the movie or comment on it if it's particularly bad. So spoof movies do that job for you. And I think uh, that appeals to a lot of people, that desire to just stand up and go, God, this is a stupid movie. What is that character doing? Like, everyone wants to do that, but just for uh, decorum and uh, manners, it's usually not recommended. <laughs> but, yeah, spoof movies, you could probably get away with that when you're when you're watching uh, spoof movies. Well, I was trying to... Um, you know, make up a list of the of the types of of movies that uh, fit in this category, and uh, the list that I came up with is uh, well, I know it's an incomplete list, so you might be able to help us with uh, with others. And of course, uh, already Nikki had uh, had mentioned Airplane, and um, there's Young Frankenstein, there's Airplane, there's the Naked Gun movies, there's um, Meet the Spartans. 
disaster movie, scary movie, date movie, um, high anxiety, uh, Johnny English Reborn, the Austin Powers movies, Men in Tights, Dance Flick. Uh, so those are the spoof movies that I that I came up with. But I'm wondering, what um, what are your top five spoof movies? The ones that you think are rank the, as the best ones ever made. Well, for the top five, you could pretty much just about pick any random five from uh, Mel Brooks's uh, resume. Like he did, he did such a good job of like defining the spoof and just perfecting it. Where it's that sort of mix of like like the goofy out there humor done with a very deadpan serious approach. It's something that Airplane picked up on. It's something that the Naked Gun series picked up on. And that's why those movies are so memorable. Like they're hilarious because they kind of care about. It, it, there's the but yeah. There's there's sort of like this method to their madness. There's all this comedic chaos and silliness going on, but there's a guiding hand in all of those movies, as opposed to some of the more recent ones like Meet the Spartans and Disaster Movie, which are just awful, awful movies that think all you need to spoof something is to mention it. It's like something that's popular and people know it. Like, hey, here's this thing that you know. We mentioned it. That's funny, huh? No, yeah. no, it's not movie. <laughs> I know. So you, so you would just uh, say take Mel Brooks's movies <laughs> that he's made, and that would be your top five spoof movies. P- p- pretty much, you know, like like High Anxiety, silent movie. That was that's another that's an underrated one. That was very good. Uh, of course, you know, Blazing Saddles and Young Frankenstein are classics. And uh, Spaceballs, that's another one I grew up on, and that was just a just a good old funny ride. Oh, I'm glad you me- I'm glad you mentioned Mel Brooks, and I'm glad you mentioned those those movies because I I agree that he's he's really the master when it comes to spoof movies. But my if I had to pick five, I would put the movie that. Um, that Nikki mentioned probably uh, high up there on my list. I, I mean, that airplane, that first airplane rolling in the aisles, funny is the <laughs> only way to describe this one. I mean, and it was a spoof of a of a movie that um, came out in 1957 called Zero Hour, which I had forgotten about till I started to do some research for the show. And that movie starred. Um, it really wasn't very memorable. It starred Sterling Hayden and Dana Andrews, and I think Linda Darnell in, was in it. And it's about this, uh, you know, some uh, the pilots were poisoned, <laughs> so they had to find somebody to <laughs> to fly the plane, somebody who could land the plane, and that and that gave the uh, the filmmakers an idea, you know, of a movie to to spoof. And what a spoof this was! Everyone in that movie just did a super job of making us laugh at the at how silly everything was happening on screen. I love the drinking problem. Robert Hayes was a pilot with a drinking problem. <laughs> and and he's, it was because he, well, he would spill the drink on his forehead. I think that was his, that was his drinking problem. And then the deadpan delivery. Uh, of the of the of the characters in this uh, ridiculous dialogue, just I mean, you just had to laugh at it. Leslie Nielsen, I think, really did stand out in, in that. And then I would have to go with you on Young Frankenstein. That is 
Oh, just a hilarious send-up of the classic monster movie, and what brilliant comic performances. Gene Wilder and Madeline Kahn and Cloris Leachman and Peter Boyle and Marty Feldman and Gene Hackman. My gosh, what a cast in that. And A.J., you can guess what my favorite scene in that is, can't you? The putting on the rich dance number. Yeah. <laughs> putting on the rich. Now, now, how did I guess that? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I wonder how. I wonder how. With with Wilder and Boyle as the doctor and monster singing and and tapping up a storm, I just I could watch that over and over again. And and then Mel Brooks's um, High Anxiety. That's another jam. What a spoof of Alfred Hitchcock films, and and the cast that that he would put together for these films. It, it was almost like a repertory group. There's Madeline Kahn again, and there's Cloris Leachman, and then Mel himself. And uh, I tell you, listeners, if you haven't seen this one, High Anxiety, you're really, really missing something. And then if, if, Dan- I, might, if, I, might, if yeah. I might add something, uh, Betty Jo, you, you hit on a really good uh, point there about why these spoof movies work is that the like the, like for the Mel Brooks ones and the Airplane they have really good actors. You know, Airplane had Robert Stack and yeah. Lloyd Bridges and Leslie Nielsen, who are good dramatic actors, and they play their parts as if like they're they're playing a straight dramatic role. The more an actor shows that they're in on the joke, the less funny it is. But they're just playing it straight through, like, yeah, this craziness is happening. What of it? And think I think that's a big key to why these movies work so well. Oh, I think you're absolutely right about that. And uh, then I, just going away from from Mel Brooks, it's hard to do that because you mentioned some great ones that he, other great ones that he did. But uh, I have to put Dance Flick in my top five. And oh. <laughs> I knew you wouldn't agree, but. I think it's probably offensive to all dancers and other living things, but it's just so darn funny. And the the Wayans brothers, honestly, they pulled out all the stops to spoof the dance films like Step Up and Save the Last Dance and, and You've Been Served. And I, I really did laugh from, from the opening scene clear to the end while watching watching this one. And another uh, one that you might not agree with is the um I like the Austin Powers the spy who shagged me. I think that was the second Austin Powers movie. And I, I thought that time travel and spy gadgets uh had never been as comical <laughs> as in this particular Austin Powers outing and Mike Myers was really at the top of his game here while uh spoofing the James Bond movie. So so those those were my top five. We had some mentions um in the uh, Wacko Bob in the Morning show this morning, they were talking about the same topic, and Wacko Bob picked Hot Shots, and I had forgotten about Hot Shots. That was with Charlie Sheen. Mm. And so, weird, thanks weird, to, weirdly enough, weirdly enough, I've never seen the first Hot Shots, but I've seen the second one, which was not so good. But the but the first one was I thought very funny. And then Richard from from Wacko Bob in the Morning suggested the Rocky Horror Picture Show, and and actually you could count that as a, as a horror spoof. I think it's kind of yeah. in a class in a class by itself. But so thank you, Wacko and Richard. Those guys are so nice about always um, plugging Movie Attic headquarters. So I want to uh, tell them how much I I appreciate that too. But Moving on to another topic, AJ, one of my favorite comic genres is the mockumentary. 
mm-hmm. especially those directed by Christopher Guest. So why don't you get us started on mockumentaries? Have, which ones have you enjoyed the most and why? Well, I, my first instinct is to get, to go along with uh, Christopher Guest because he's been uh, so prominent in getting that genre kicked off ever since Waiting for Guffman was a hit. And uh, even you could even say even before that when he and Harry Shearer and Michael McKeon and Rob Reiner all teamed up for This Is Spinal Tab way back in what? the 80s. But, yeah, like Waiting for Guffman was really funny. Best in Show is one of the best comedies of the 2000s, and The Mighty Wind was pretty good. But some of the mockumentaries that uh, I was looking up here in preparation for the show are ones that aren't necessarily straight spoofs in the sense that, you know, like like The Naked Gun is a spoof. It's more like they take like that mockumentary approach and have some humor in there but still tell a straightforward story. So uh, two of them I wanted to mention was uh, Woody Allen's Zelig, which is one of my oh, favorite right. movies of his, where he oh, plays oh this uh, guy in like in the 20s who becomes like this pop culture sensation for having the ability to mimic anyone he's close to. Like he he's near some rabbis and he gets the beard and the curls going and he's with these fat guys and his stomach just kind of blows out there. And it's a it's a really funny movie, but it's told in an incredibly sweet way, and like you get to know him as a character and his feelings and his emotions, and it's just a technically really well made movie too. How they have Woody Allen blending in with all of these historical figures, especially at the end when he's at this uh, Nazi rally and there's Woody Allen sitting behind Hitler waving to Mia Farrow's character, which is kind of a weird cosmic side all its own oh i i had forgotten about zelig and i remember how how impressed i was when i saw that with the cinematography and the special effects so that yeah totally uh, totally authentic exactly that that that's a very very good uh choice and um oh and i had a one i had one more that i had wanted to pick which is sort of more like you could say it's a comedy but it's definitely more of a gallows humor it's from about 2006 or 2007, I forget which one it is, but it's called uh, Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon, where mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a mockumentary set in a world where Michael Myers and Jason Voorhees and Freddy Krueger were all real people, and this guy named Leslie Vernon hires this documentary crew to follow him as he prepares to become the next big slasher villain. And so you yeah. get to see... Yeah, you get to see like all the behind-the-scenes tricks as to like how how slasher villains move so fast. He says you do lots of cardio. <laughs> like you just you just work out to your heart's content. Just make just make sure you go really fast. And he even has like uh, Robert Englund, who played uh, Freddy Krueger, is the typical you know like the Donald Pleasance type character. Who's, who's like the good doctor determined to bring him down, and Leslie refers to him as his Ahab to his Moby Dick. Like we we always need someone like a good guy to come after you. You need that if you're going to become a villain. I just thought it was one of the most clever horror movies of the past ten years. Just now, a lot of fun to watch. Behind the, the mask. Behind the mask. Oh, I'm definitely going to put that on on my list. And I, you know, I think we have Nancy here. Let let me see if this is her. 
Hello, uh, area code 917. Uh, yes, uh, it's me, Betty Jo. I'm sorry. I've been calling for a half hour, a half well, hour to get you. into. <laughs> well, bless your heart. Thank you for, for, uh, for uh, you know, your persistence because we really were looking forward to having you on the show. Listeners, this is the uh, very funny Nancy Lombardo, host of the uh, Comedy Concepts show, which is just hilarious. And you and please check that out. And so, Nancy, you, then you've heard what we've been talking about, and and uh, so uh, tell us. I got uh, you in a couple of movies. I got you at the, uh, the putting on the Ritz and then the slasher movies. So yes, now yes, I think well, well, we, a proliferation. <laughs> Everything's a slasher movie. Did you, Betty Jo? You're going to love this. I don't know if you know what's coming out. I'm at the movies watching um, the the latest uh, whatever the, the 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 hunting movie with the, the, the bows and arrows and the, the hunger. And so I'm there, and the, the preview for the next film is. Get this, the title alone just put, I fell out of my seat. Abe Lincoln, Vampire Hunter. <laughs> that is great. We love we love that. Well, well, you know, I I also um, we're getting some films mentioned in terms of the uh, mockumentaries, Nancy, that are the films that I had forgotten about. And on Facebook, my friend Paul Bond. Uh, suggested one that I haven't seen that sounds like we should add to the list. It's called Stardom, and it's about a a model, uh, well, a you know, a young girl from a small town who's thrust into the supermodel world, and she, the paparazzi are everywhere. And I was re- I was reading a little bit about it, and the poor girl doesn't ever get to finish her sentences. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like one <laughs> that we would that we would need to put on a list. So you, so you have a favorite? Do you have a favorite mockumentary? Uh, well, that would be hard. I mean, other than um, oh gosh, well, that that's kind of hard. I mean, that the, uh, goes right out of my head today because I've been fixing my computer all day. The uh, the one with the band, uh, the fake band. Oh, uh, this the, is uh, Spinal Tap. Spinal Tap. That's right. Where they they're going? Well, the the people have a problem with the album cover. What's wrong with it? Smells a glove. (laughs) Smells a glove. (laughs) Well, that's where it all started. I think that's that's where it all started. Was with. No, wasn't there Putney Swoop? No, was that kind of like a spoof on the advertising agency? Putney Swoop. Do you remember that? Anyone? No. Me. No. I'm I'm familiar with the movie. I did. I don't know if it was like a. Like a mockumentary or a street comedy because I haven't seen it, so I couldn't say. Well, well, I believe, if I remember correctly, because I think it was in black and white, but it was uh, um, like a, almost Putney Soup was a fake person, but it was like had to do with advertising agencies and stuff. Oh yeah, well, I, I thought that was one. Well, that that's one that we'll have to have to check on. Well, I I'm disappointed that um, neither one of you mentioned Waiting for Guffman. Or for oh. your consideration, I think those are those are my two definitely my yeah. two favorites. I think and Government yeah. is one of the funniest movies ever made. And for your oh, consideration, wait, wait. AJ said that one. Did he say that? Wait, yeah, yeah, Government. Yeah, okay. yeah said okay. Government and Mighty Wind and Best in Show. Yeah, Mighty Wind and Best in Show. And now, don't you think AJ that all these TV shows, especially out of, um, I guess they're out of Australia, are almost based on that. There's one where a guy plays all the parts. So he plays funny. The, uh, it's, you know the one I'm talking about? Well, uh, Lost Boy or something like that. or Yeah, Lonely but he Boy plays or, all yeah. the parts. So, so he's funny. playing all the parts, but it's almost in that style. 
where it's yes. supposed to be real, but it's not. Yes, I think that's that's uh, for for television. Yeah, I think that that definitely. Cop- be- I think they're copying that style, um, the Christopher Guest style. I think so too. Well, you know, we, the time is just going by so fast, and one of the things that I want to be sure, um, I, I want to talk about Mystery Science Theater 3000, but first oh, of yeah. all, <laughs> first of all, I want yeah. from both of you, because I know you both have done some movie mocking yourselves, <laughs> and uh, so uh, I would like you to tell a little bit about your the movie mocking that you've done, Nancy, because I, I've heard <laughs> some of it on your a uh, very funny CD, Color Me Crazy. <laughs> Would you tell our listeners a little bit about uh, your experience in movie uh, mocking? Well, as a, as a comedian, I've been mocking them for, for years. There's a, there's a lot of things that just sometimes they just write themselves. Uh, one of the things I mocked, I did a uh, non-Western. I combined a religious epic with a Western and called <laughs> None with a Gun. And, uh, None with a Gun? <laughs> And it had a theme song and everything. She was a renegade uh, nun, and uh, <laughs> out in the desert to uh, find El Diablo. And another one I did was the uh, Spanish soap opera, which I combined the genres of Heidi <laughs> and the Bad Seed. And uh, <laughs> that was called La Mala Pepita, <laughs> which means the bad pit in Spanish. But so those are two genres I combined for for part those of my are- comedy. <laughs> Those are great, and you know you also have um, a little uh, spoof of uh, of your of the movies that your mother took you to. As oh a child. yes, uh, my grandmother used to take me to see the Spanish horror films. Yes, that's, a, that's kind of a visual, but yeah, my she did take me to see the the horror films, and I always knew who the villain was because it's the truth. She was always dressed in black. She was always at the top of a tall staircase holding a box. And then there'd always be a pretty woman at the bottom of the staircase who'd say something like, Hola, ¿dónde está mi esposo? And the woman would say, Tu esposo está aquí. She'd open the box, out would fall a man's head, it would roll down the steps, land at her feet, she'd go, ah! The woman would go, ah, 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 ah. And that was every film I saw over and over again with my grandmother. <laughs> They're all the same. <laughs> that explains a lot. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nancy. Well, now, AJ, what about what about you? I know that you've done some... some um, movie mocking because of course I I've worked with you on uh, real talk movie reviews and I know sometimes in your movie reviews you did a great job um the one that I I remember in particular is the review that you did of the Hillary Swank movie The Reaping can you uh, tell our listeners a little bit about uh, how you did that review <laughs> Well, I'm glad somebody remembered that review because I barely remembered the movie. <laughs> I remember the bugs. <laughs> well, you know I just remember it's like I just remember it's like it was Hillary Swank, and then I was like the little girl who played uh, Violet Beauregard and Charlie in the Chocolate Factory, and someone was evil and predictable twist ending. Ha ha ha! The end. But yeah, I believe that I did that review. In the in the format of a confessional, because it was a religiously themed movie, so I was confessing yes. my movie sins, which is kind of strange since I was raised Lutheran. So the whole confession thing was not part of growing up for me. I just like I was just so desperate to get it off my mind. I went to a, a church and grabbed a rosary. Like I was that desperate. <laughs> yes, you did do. Uh, so listeners. Uh, that review is up on Real Talk Movie Reviews, which is realtalkreviews.com, and that's R-E-E-L, Real Talk, 
www.thebookreviews.com, and you can just look through the titles of the reviews, and it's The Reaping, and um, you owe it to yourself to read uh, A.J.'s review. It is in the form of a confessional, <laughs> with A.J. confessing to a Catholic priest, <laughs> <laughs> so be sure to be sure to check that. It's uh, it's one in a million. Anything else, AJ, that you've you've done in terms of uh, movie mockery? I know I've done that for for reviews once in a while. It's usually when I'm when I'm kind of stuck writing it in the traditional way, where I kind of like establish the plot and then my feelings, and just kind of that traditional like four paragraph or so structure. Where I'm like, I want to do something different. I want to be able to try this from a per, like, do put a funny twist on it. And I, I remember I did that for this uh, independent movie called 1159, some sort of like time traveling movie where it was about the news. So I did it in the style of a news report. I wrote my review in that style. And I think National Security, the Martin Lawrence piece of garbage comedy i did that in the style of like a two cops talking to each other yes. that whole conversational thing yes. they, they, That's they make it too. so That's easy for us I'm, i actually you made me uh remember betty i had more parodies i forgot i did a parody of rebecca uh only i did it as the the speech from Den, that denny has as rebecca i was working for mrs reagan I did everything for Mrs. Reagan. Denny, she said, I won't have anybody but you. <laughs> I forgot I did it. That the movies write themselves. <laughs> I know. That's right, they do. And I did, I've done some movie mockery myself, I have to admit. And boy, have I gotten in trouble over it. I, especially. I wrote um, a parody rev- a parody of The Ring. I mean, my review was was actually a parody of that horror movie, The Ring. And uh, talk about the hate mail that I that I got. Uh, in fact, I'm just I'm probably uh, going out on a limb here. Getting um, I'll probably get hate mail <laughs> for talking about it here. But uh, I, I do want to read just a couple of a couple of excerpts here. I called the review "Dare to Watch," and uh, here are a couple of excerpts. I've just finished making my first videotape, and it's very special. Anyone who watches it will be forced to do my bidding for seven days. On the final day, they must participate in a protest against ridiculous movies like The Ring. Fortunately, a former tap dance student of mine agreed to star in my video. Even though this isn't a musical, she gives a terrific performance as a mental patient who's extremely angry at being kept in an old silo on a deserted farm. In scenes too gruesome to describe, she ends up killing all kinds of animals just by stomping them to death with her sparkly tap shoes. I can't tell you any more about my tape, my tape, or you'll be too frightened to watch it, which isn't the case with the ring. Where can you find my videotape, you ask? Don't even try, for it will find you. So anyway, I had um, hate mail, and uh, one woman said that uh, I was just trying to prove that I was smarter than everybody else and that that I just had, I just absolutely should should stop being a film critic and and of course she might have might have been right. I ended up having to put a disclaimer at the end of that review <laughs> and 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 referring people to the real reviews for that particular for that particular film. Well, well that must have been to... somebody. That had to be somebody from the studio, Betty. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> that 
That had to be somebody from the PR department getting on your case. I was just explaining. I was trying to explain that it was a parody and not a not a real review. Well, let's go to Mystery Science Theater 3000. And if we can't talk about uh, poking fun at movies without talking about that. So, AJ, I understand you have some experience with Mystery Science Theater 3000. I have. It's a show that I watched growing up. It sort of formed my... It's 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 formed my sense of humor, the, like the snarky, pick it apart, and just if you see something that's just lame and terrible, just go for it with all guns blazing. And these guys uh, didn't hold back. Uh, well, they never didn't necessarily get profane, but if something was bad, if something like some act performance was really bad or the effects were really bad. They weren't afraid to call it out and say, "What is this goofy stuff?" But but the trick is, they never got mean. Like you could tell that no matter how much they tore into a movie, they were still doing it with some form of love. Because a lot of the movies they were making fun of were sort of movies from their from their youths. Because a lot of them were like '50s drive-in horror movies. Like I remember seeing on there, like The Killer Shrews and the Giant Gila Monster. Movies that were never meant to be serious, to kind of just get out there, earn a couple bucks, and do whatever, and the effects aren't necessarily well-groomed, and but it, but they're still kind of fun to watch in a cheesy entertainment sort of way. Like, you, if there's, if you have fun just sort of like sitting back and making fun of it, then the movie can't be all that bad. It's another story if you're watching a movie and you're just sitting there stone-faced, just no reactions whatsoever then that's just a sign of a really bad movie. But you can get a couple friends and laugh over The Killer Shrews or Jesse James Meets Frankenstein's Daughter because it's so silly in its concept, you just can't help but chuckle to yourself. And these guys exploited that. I think you're right about that. And uh, are you familiar with the Mystery Science Theater 3000, Nancy? Of course. (laughs) Me? I never leave my home. I'm glued to the TV. (laughs) <laughs> you should have never got the 52-inch. I'm never leaving. Uh, Mr. My favorite uh, things are, yeah, they were very funny, and I liked that they had the little robots, you know, commenting <laughs> on it, the little uh, uh, robots. And so, but then when you got me thinking about movies that were just so disturbing because they would, they would go, how is this scary? Why am I even scared? Does anyone remember Attack of the Monolith Monsters? <laughs> oh, it's, it's like the rocks. Yeah, they're just... They're just crystals that form and fall on you. That's the worst thing that could happen. Look out! <laughs> and then my other thing that I was thinking of when you got me thinking about Mystery Theater was the sound effects from every – I can do the sound effect from every movie in the 50s. Every movie. Are you ready? Here it comes. <laughs> Never the creature I remember that. <laughs> oh, no. What I... is it? <laughs> I, I remember one of my like my all-time favorite episode of Mystery Science Theater 3000 is Overdrawn at the Memory Bank. And first of all, what a title there. And it's with like Raul Julia and his mind gets like stranded in this Casablanca scenario inside a computer. So you have Raul Julia from like in this 1984 kind of oppressive future playing that role and playing Bogart as Rick from Casablanca. And I just got a kick out of 
all the all the techno babble they have during the movie, like one woman's there eating a bag of flabo fives. And I just like how they just made fun of that throughout the whole thing. Like, oh, he o- oh he opened his syntho-flavo door, and they're just getting more and more mad. It's just like the goofy techno babble. When I was growing up in New York City, when I was a kid, they would show the same movie every day. You know, there wasn't a lot of television. There would be some cheesy black and white film, but they would always show one. I'm still scarred from those movies because they played them over and over. One was about a dinosaur that shoots x-rays out of its eyes and disintegrates people. I think they discovered one effect and used it for every movie. I saw, I saw that. <laughs> I definitely saw that movie. I must have seen the same movies that, that you saw. Well, did you know, you two yeah. know, that there is a group uh, in Austin, Texas, um, called Master Pancake that does mystery science theater type things in a real movie theater, uh, I think once a week. Uh, the theater gives gives it over. They take a movie like The Notebook, and there's three of these guys. And the uh, the people that buy tickets, they know that they're going to see this movie plus the Master Pancake people who are there to make fun of the movie. And I guess it's just a, a, a great success. So that concept from Mystery Science Theater uh, 3000 lives on. And wouldn't yeah, you like yeah, to because, you know, yeah, make a trip yeah, to you, Austin and see, <laughs> and see Master Pancake? Yeah, yeah, because, yeah, because after, you know, like, you know, the Mystery Science Theater show ended in 1999, but since 2006, Mike Nelson, Kevin Murphy, and Bill Corbett from the show have gone on to form uh, Riff Tracks, where they sell their own humorous commentaries to actual big name movies. Like I've seen, I've seen quite a few of them now. They did ones for Twilight, the Harry Potter movies, 300, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, which Mike Nelson riffed with uh, Neil Patrick Harris, and oh, that was God. that was great. And then Batman and Robin, which is one of the best riff tracks that I've ever seen. So they're still they're keeping it alive themselves. Oh, I'm so glad that, that that type of humor is is being kept alive. And, but that uh, was in New York City, Betty. I don't know if you know this. Um, for a while, they're not doing it now, but they were doing The Sound of Music, and people would come in costume and sing along to it. Like the Rocky like, Horror Picture Show. Yeah, like at the, at the Zigfield in the really big movie theater. It was pretty awesome. You'd see people dressed as nuns going into the movie theater and on the outfits. Was there a nun with a gun? Was there a nun with a gun? We'll never get over that. The nun with a a gun. But we have to pick. Yeah, we before the show is over, we have to pick the worst um, spoof movie and the worst mockumentary. I think we owe it to ourselves to do that. So, AJ, what do you think is the worst documentary and the worst spoof movie? Well, the worst spoof movie, that's pretty much no question, just any of the recent movie movies, like the Meet the Spartans or Disaster Movie and Date Movie and Vampires Suck, and they're all by the same two guys. And like I said earlier, it's just the stupidest, it's just the lowest form of humor you could possibly imagine. Like I said, it's just mentioning things that are like, currently popular in pop culture I think like when Disaster Movie came out it was just like a couple of months after Iron Man so they had like an Iron Man joke in there because you know Iron Man's totally a disaster movie yeah. and so like you just have like a guy in a phony Iron Man suit going I am Iron Man and then he like 
jumps up and then he hits a light pole. Like that's <laughs> I, not I fu- that's not funny. Like that's I'm voting stupid. For, I'm voting for disaster movie too. I I have that definitely down as the worst uh, as as the worst possible spoof movie. How how about you, uh, Nancy? Well, I was just I just realized that one of my very good friends is in all those spoof movies is Donald Trump. <laughs> Oh, I see. I, I yeah, see. he always well, plays. Uh, uh, yes, uh, 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 my friend. <laughs> I'm like, oh, gee, he, he just, he just. I don't want to say his name because he just said he just booked another one at Donald oh Trump. <laughs> so I think that the spoof movies. I was thinking, Betty, it started out so great when it was all the um, when it was really the good movies, the early um, Chevy Chase one. I can't. Uh, the Kentucky Fried movie. You remember yeah. that? I do remember so that, a lot of sketches. Those, those were great because those were sketches and they were real spoofs. Now it's it's just like it was written It's written for 12-year-old boys, so all of them. I hate them all. <laughs> I just hate well, it. They just, it's yeah, like they, it's not even a movie. It's not even funny. It's just no, they're, gross. They're deteriorating. I, I do have to say that going over then to the mockumentaries and we and our time is, is running out. Borat, I did not like that uh, documentary. Uh, I was I was the only one in the theater not laughing. I I didn't laugh once in it, and I really don't even like to think about it. But uh, I, I I agree only... I agree with you on that one. And I made the mistake of not looking at what the movie was and brought brought my son and his friend to it. And I was like, oh, let's go, let's go. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> no! That, I had to call the mother and apologize. I didn't know. I should have looked. I didn't know what it was. I thought it was a comedy. That's like my aunt taking us kids to Tom Jones because she thought it was like uh, Tom Sawyer when we were little kids. So that, oh, dear. Oh, my, that's mo- happened. my mother scarring me for life by taking me to a movie just because Susan Hayward in, was in it, and the movie was I Want to Live. Yeah. We've made some mistakes in our lives. I see. I see that. Well, AJ and Nancy, I mean, we we could just go on and on. I on this topic and anything related to comedy with uh, with both of you. Um, I am going to give you both the chance to, to plug any project or book or whatever you're working on right now. So, um, so AJ, do you have something that I, I'm going to tell people to check your Facebook page because you have some, some really oh, I have to. I interesting things going on there. But but go ahead, AJ. How's, how's the horror book coming? Horror book has come along slowly, but surely I'm working on it piecemeal. Uh, no uh, date yet on when it might be uh, published, but I'm working on it. Otherwise, in the meantime, just check out my Facebook page, or better yet, check out my uh, Twitter feed, where it's twitter.com slash madmovieman, to hear all my latest gripes and rants about movies. Well, I'm encouraging people to do that. And Nancy, of course, I'm encouraging people to go to Comedy Concepts on BTR and to uh, to get your CD. That is my so CD. Funny. Yes, I'm actually going to work on two more CDs. I've got Telling Me Crazy, the cast album. I'm working on that one now, and then I'm going to have um, a, a collection of my comedy sketches on uh, another CD. And uh, you can get Color Me Crazy on CD Baby. Just go to CD Baby or Amazon. You can get it there. I I encourage everyone to do that. And I it's time to wrap things up now. So this is Betty Jo Tucker giving a big <laughs> shout-out to the folks at Blog Talk Radio for their support. Thanks also to Nikki Starr and Daniel Dyer for all their help. 
Special thanks to A.J. Hockery and Nancy Lombardo for being such amazing guests today and uh, entertaining us completely. Please come back next time for another spirited discussion about movies. So that's all for now, folks. <laughs> to close the show, here's a catchy little tune from a classy, classic horror spoof movie most of you will surely recognize. The Home Depot has made a special buy. 10-inch hibiscus plants are just... I got the wrong. April Fool again. (laughs) Here we go. I got the wrong one. There we go. Here it comes. Oh, yes. It's astounding. Time is fleeting. Madness takes its toll. But listen closely. Not for very much longer. I've got to... Thank you.